Mercy, come on, somebody give God praise. Oh, yes. Yes. I see yes. I see yes. Yes. You are here. You are here. Changing 
without me last night. But we might as well go ahead and take it up a little notch higher on tonight. Hallelujah. Every time I look at myself in the mirror and I realize what God done put me through, I realize I'm unstoppable. Life. 
But I declare there are there is a free people. There is a people that's desiring freedom. There is a people that's chasing God. And they got to hear the sound. And some people have not spoken the sound that they need to hear. So until they hear the sound, they'll be bound. Well, look at somebody that says she came with the sound tonight. Well, I feel like preaching tonight. I feel like preaching tonight. First, I just want to thank God for everybody that's in this place tonight. Give yourselves a hand clap of praise. I don't want to call names. I call names. If I have not known you over over 25 years, it's, it's most likely that I will not remember your name. Right. Amen. And I'll be saying, hey, honey, don't hold it against me. I just don't remember names. And Lord God, my husband is worse than I am. And I said, Lord Jesus, I thought you was going to be able to remember names for me. You can't remember nobody's name. Who is that? I'd be like, Lord Jesus, help him. Amen. So I just thank God for you, you, and you, every prophetess that's in the house tonight, every evangelist that's in the house tonight, every teacher that's in the house tonight, every missionary that's in the house tonight, lady that's in the house tonight, every woman that's in the house tonight. I honor you in your place. Do you know that you're bad? When, when you're a woman, you just bad. You can do some stuff that can't nobody do. Or, 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 or an alternative somewhere in a straight jacket. 
Oh, but look at somebody say, I am a winner. Oh, God. God is good tonight. Y'all have to to excuse me. Um, I am very apostolic. Um, I did not ask for this mantle. Um, But the Lord kind of, you know, I'm a a Baptist girl, by the way. And uh, my daddy was a Baptist preacher. And um, he said something to my mama, who was his mistress. I'm like, <laughs> and he said, since I couldn't have a boy, this girl will preach the gospel. Now they can all in their mess. Mess me up too. Messed up for a long time. Long time. Singing in this place. Preaching in this place. Pastoring and messed up. Just messed up. Until God saw fit to deliver me from me. He didn't deliver me from you. Truth be told, truth be told, I was just I was just me and, and I really didn't care what y'all you know, I had this thing and I you you know God has tempered me a whole lot. People still think I'm wild. <laughs> but um yeah, <laughs> People still think I'm wild, but I have I have been tempered a whole lot. Because there are some things that um, I never would. I look back and say, girl, did she needed medication. She <laughs> <laughs> think of some of the stuff I used to do. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it wasn't, let me tell you something, it was a rebellious spirit, but it was, it was because of hurt and pain. Let me tell you something, when, when, when you get hurt by people yeah. in the church, if you put out don't don't say nothing to me. You know that's the attitude I had. So if you know if I had a man, they do it. I, I, I really didn't care. Some of us hide our men. You know they come through the back door and I just went. I just had uh, enough nerve to bring mine to church. We both need to be real. And then some things I did, I did it, and I, was, I used to tell people, if you come bothering with me, you know, talking all crazy and stuff like that, I'm a, I'm a plain, I don't even know you. That's a bad spirit. That's a bad spirit. You know, and I thank God for deliverance. Amen. I think I thank God for deliverance. So I am honored when I ever, ever, whenever. Doors open for me. I'm so honored because I know what I used to be. Now, five years ago, nobody wouldn't invite me nowhere. You know, because of some things I went through. And it wasn't even about uh, my personal relationships. But when you are national news for about a year and a half, and, you know, and, 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 and the news and the media have everything negative to say about you, and, you know, trying to make you out of a crook and a thief and all this kind of church folk run from stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. it's amazing how God had crooks and thieves. Yes, he that did. Walk oh, it's amazing. It's amazing how we can get so offended by somebody cursing and acting like a fool when God had a cursor and a fool that walked with him. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. It's amazing how we can get so religious because somebody denied God because they're angry and he had Peter who denied God. I can look around at some of these 
um, so I thank God for um, Eric Robinson in his absence. Um, um, apostolic to the bone, where he won't even take a he won't even take a title. But you sit down at a table with him, and he'll teach you some things. You hear me? You hear me? I mean, so 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 skilled in the demonic warfare. We had a situation on the other day where a young lady called and she sent us a picture of some things that was going on in the house where somebody had set up a a, a, a black magic pool. And, you know, and they, they had a sacred, just a sacred, and they went in the room to clean the room and did not realize that the person had been working black magic in their house. Wow. Mm -hmm. Amen. And she, she, she took a picture, sent it to us, and I was like, oh, now nah, let me go here. All I know how to do is buy this. Because <laughs> I know it don't look right. <laughs> in our 
<laughs> you know, so the man would have to fight school books. And, you know, he was so polite. He just pushed him over to the side and get in the bed on his side. And he'd just be a line of books. <laughs> Down. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. And I had to get out of there as soon as I could. Yeah. But sometimes you have to, oh my God, 
You have to be you have to be careful with the connections you you make. You do you have to be careful. You have to be careful with the connections you make, and you got to make sure that wherever and whatever you do, it is in that direct order of God. Oh, somebody better give God a hand. My husband, my husband serves me. I'm spoiled. My people can tell you I'm spoiled. Thank God for Wealth Pavilion, my adjutants, um, the uh, executive pastor, and his beautiful wife. I am spoiled. I am a diva. I was a diva before he got here. I was spoiled before he got here. You know? You know, so when he came, I didn't have to teach him how to love me and how to serve me because he already had it in him. So when he came here, and my prayer was this. I'm telling y'all how to pray. I Let me tell you something. I developed uh, four wives of waiting for, for me to get delivered, but it started helping people all over the world. But it put me in a place of waiting. Oh, my God. For about three years, I waited. And I said, God, uh-uh. Every time somebody wrong will say something, I say, no, you ain't the one. You just not the one. You my wife. No, 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 sir. No, you not the one. Because I know what I had been through before, right? So I waited. I knew this man seven years. And the first first year we met, he said, oh, we ain't even got to change our names. Because our names were the same. Amen, Robinson. I was a Mar Robinson when I met him. But he came, and one of my prayers were, God, when you bring my husband, I want somebody that connects so in tune with me that it's like a, the missing part to the puzzle. That I don't have to revamp ministry, that I don't have to do any of that other stuff, but he's going to come in, and he's going to complement ministry, and he's going to do whatever it is that needs to be done. And he, When I tell you he came in and complimented, I just say, here, get it. I don't even need it no more. Just get it. Just let me sit down and get because of the fact, fact of the matter, he didn't come here talking about I'm the man. You know, God, you know which, you know which. Okay, yeah, that that's understandable. But I needed somebody because I was already in a position, and I'm saying this for a reason. I needed somebody to not only just come in and compliment compliment what I was doing, but could be able to lead me. That could be able to lead me. Because God spoke to me many years on end through every prophet that ever spoke to me. He said, they, they said, you're a powerhouse now. But when you get your husband, you're not, you're not going to be able to see the things that God is going to release to you. And within the last, since November, God has been releasing, and the minister can even say that. God has been releasing things unto, unto us that I could not see when I was by myself. But check this out. I had been working it. For all those years, and God could not release it until He sent my husband. Somebody better give God a hand clap of praise. He can send you a man anytime. But you God, God, but you better declare, God, send me my husband. Oh, Jesus. And then when you get your husband, you're gonna be a winner. So let's get ready to go into the word. So we thank God for everybody in the house. We thank God for the visionaries. I thank God for Welcome and Empowerment Center. Thank God for the Williams family. I know your name different now. But thank God for your daddy, your mama, your sisters, your brothers. Everybody, thank God for you. So we're going to get ready to get into the word. How many of you ready for the word tonight? Amen. Amen. So I know that the scripture should be up there. Turn. You don't have to turn with me. Amen. But I want you to get ready to go over to 1 Kings, the third chapter, 16 through the 27th verse. Amen. And we're going to look at some things tonight that uh, I thought that was uh, very important about uh, us being women. 
and winners. Amen. Because sometimes we've got to deal with the dysfunctional areas in our lives before we can be winners. I tell people all the time about this life coach, and I'm a life coach. I understand that. But can't nobody teach you how to make a million dollars and your mind ain't right. You better say it. I'm quite sure many of you got all the self-help books you can have, right? You done bought every self-help book. You done, you done joined every coaching program. And you still messed up and still broke, right? Yes. Right? Because a lot of your a lot of your success has to do with your mentality. Yes. Oh, I'm gonna teach tonight. It might not but look at somebody and say, I'm apostolic, but I'm a teacher, so I gotta teach you. A lot of your success ain't gonna come from you rolling around on this floor. Hollering and screaming and falling out. What? Yeah, let me go ahead and say, because a lot of us holler, scream, fall out, roll under the chairs, we get up and we go home and we still mess up. Right. Right? Right. 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 We've some of us have been apostolic, Pentecostal, back to Costal. We've been all of that for many a years. And we've been doing it all those years, picking them up, putting them down, praising God, speaking in tongues, but we still got some stuff in our lives that need to be handled that will not just be handled by you giving God a praise. Teach. So tonight, I want to make sure that you leave here understanding what it is you got to do just to be a winner. Look at somebody say, I need to know the strategies of a winner. I need actually to know the dynamics of a winner. Because it would do you an injustice. They'll preach you tomorrow. They'll preach you tomorrow. I guarantee you, you're going to have some. Holy Ghost Church tomorrow. Ain't you, um, Ernest Chester, you people gonna be here tomorrow? Yes. Yeah, y'all go to church tomorrow. Y'all can get talking. <laughs> y'all go to church tomorrow. I guarantee you. If, you. if I don't church you tonight and you ain't running around falling out, it's all right. Because y'all, y'all gonna get your running shoes. Because tomorrow it's gonna be on. Amen. 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 But, but you got to understand that a lot of our issue had to do with our mindset. And let me let me tell you how I can tell you because I went through some things. My my story was a front street story in in, in, in the community. You know, in, in this little small community of ours, the community of the Tampa Bay area, everybody I thought knew my business, you, you know, and knew who I was. And, 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 and it, it made me kind of become secluded in the church world. And, you know, and I wouldn't deal with people. And I was afraid to move forward. As much vision as I had, I was afraid to move forward because everybody knew, you know, my failures and my errors and everything that had went on in my life and the people I had connected to. And I just felt like I said, good God, I'm an epic fail in the area of relationship. What is it that I'm going to be able to tell anybody? I, I felt that way. I ain't got nothing to say to nobody. I'll never be able to minister into anybody in, in, the, in the essence of what real relationship is supposed to be like. One day I got on, I, I got on um, Facebook because I wanted to break my own cycle of silence and break that own cycle of rejection and um, abandonment. You know, and I got on and I began to speak because I had woke up that morning and I was so depressed. And every, and, 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 and every year around the time I would do the single by default conference, which caught on every year after that conference, it was a relationship conference, I would get depressed. Let me tell you why I would get depressed. Because everybody would receive something powerful. And I would still come home and say, God, I'm still broken. You know, I, you know nobody's ever going to want me. I'm useless. 
So I might as well help somebody else, you know, get their own relationships right. But I would still come home and I would still have that yearning for relationship. And then, you know, then I would be reminded of what, you know, the religious folks say about you. Ain't no need of you trying to do it. You done already messed up marriage, you know, three times. And what you trying to do? You know, marriage to the man, marry one man two times, go marry him again. You knew he was, you know. Yeah, move on. Anyway, but at any rate, you know, you know, just mess up. So I'm thinking I got all this stuff playing in my mind. I'm having these conferences. Come home and I'm just depressed. I'm depressed. I'm so depressed. And I'm like, oh God, can't get up out of bed depressed, right? Crying every day depressed, all day depressed. That's the kind of depressed I was. Got up and I and, and I heard the Holy Spirit speak and say, You are worthy. Come on, come on. Come on. Thank I said, huh? Thank you. I said, huh, Jesus? God said, you are worthy. I said, I'm worthy. He said, you are worthy. I said, you're worthy. And I said, you're worthy no matter what. It don't matter what other people say about you. But I said, you're worthy. You're worthy of everything that I've ordained for your life. And he began to take me back prophecy after prophecy. And then he began to take me back to my brokenness, what I was born in. Because we don't understand a lot of stuff we're born in is our problem right today. We didn't ask for some of those sins that we're born into. But if we understand what the scripture says about born in sin and shaking iniquity, we'll understand why some of us still deal with adultery. We'll understand why some of us still deal with homosexual ideals or, or mental illness. Because if you look at your bloodline, you'll see it from your mama, your mama's mama, her mama, everybody in there was single parents. Everybody in there had some found uh, a dysfunction that they didn't deal with. So guess what? They don't deal with it. Either you or your children get it. Come on now. Come on now. It's called called generational. Or I choose to call them transgenerational. Because they're transferred. Transgenerational curses. Uh But we sit around and be like, everything all right. My beautiful daughter. Won't deal with molestation. Then you keep the children in the house here from everybody. They can't spend the night in nobody's house, which I don't like mine spending the night either. You know, but you try to hold them so close and they still get molested. You hide your own hoarder from your children and then whoop your children because they get not they went out the windows at night. But you won't tell them you 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 did the same thing when you was growing up. But you religious now. Yeah, yeah, well, I want to deal yeah, with this. So 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 you 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 praising God like a winner, but you losing. You losing your children. You losing your mind. I feel like ministering up in here tonight, and you don't have to say nothing, but you're losing. The church is losing. They're losing in relationships because ain't no way in hell. And I'm going to tell you, I got to give a good back. And I'm going to tell you like this. I'm not going to be in no miserable relationship for the rest of my life talking about I'm doing God's justice. The devil is a lie. If I'm going to be with you, we're going to have to fix some stuff. I'm not saying leave. I'm saying fix it. You got the power to fix everything else. Have the power to fix your marriage. How you preaching to the people in your congregation that have husbands talking about how we willows and all this kind of stuff and you go home and they slept with your husband in 15 years. We been married 35 years. When the last time you slept with him? Deal with it. But you a winner. Look, look, look. If I'm gonna win, 
I'm going to win in every area. And let me tell you something. I'm going to fight until I become a winner. You understand what I'm saying? The stuff that I know now, I wish I knew back then when I was barreling through relationships. You know what I tell people? Let me tell you something. I had somebody come call me talking about my husband say he don't want me no more. Let the word and let him leave. The word of God say, if the unbeliever depart, let him depart. I said, but you don't go nowhere. Well, what I'm supposed to do, keep being a wife. That's right. Well, what else I'm supposed to do? Pray until he get delivered. Pray until he get delivered and leave. One and other. One or the other. But no, why I got to stay and take it? Because you a wife. Why I got to stay and go through? Because you a wife. You signed up for the new I thought I preached. 
ran back and got sweaty. Was wet and you know had to go to the other room to change my clothes. People were slayed in the spirit. When I go to leave the church and thanking God that really moved and the lady run up to me and say, Ma'am, man, I was just so blessed. I was just the word just blessed me. I was like, that's wonderful, that's wonderful. I know what I need to do now. That's wonderful. That's great. I'm going home and tell my husband I wanted a divorce. No! I've gotten 
old and I know some things. I'm getting older now. And a lot of the times, you know, when, when we're young, we, we don't we don't fully see the word of God or the grace of God or the conviction of God and the way that we need to see it until we go through some things and we pedal through some things and we try to do some things our own way and then we realize, baby, that's just not going to work. So you got to stop allowing people to hear your testimony and then use your testimony as a cloak to sin. Because that's what people will do. They'll hear your testimony. And they want to, they want to be just like you. I want to be like Mike. I want to, want to be just like you. I want what you got. No, you don't want what I got. No, you don't. I realize that. I realize that my husband is a wonderful man. But how much should I have to go through to get that? When you don't have to go through any of that, build on what you got. Say that again. Say that again. If you're going to become a winner tonight, become a winner in your own house. That's it. That's right. Stop trying to be a winner in the church. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm going to say that again. Stop trying to be a winner in the church. She just such a wonderful servant. She here when the doors open and when the doors close. She need to be home somewhere opening something else. Come on here. And not in the church. 12 o'clock at night. And you got a husband at home. Then you wondering why he around and said it's too hot. He hurt me. He betrayed me. He hurt me. He betrayed me. He ain't betrayed you. You what 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 did you do? Was you on your job? What you doing what you were supposed to do? We need to get rid of these betrayal stories and these cheating stories. And we need to look around and see if we've been doing what it is we need to do as wives. You trying to be a winner in the church. You trying to, I, I got platform ministry. God done called me to the nations. He ain't called you to the nations if he ain't called you to your house. If your house dirty, he ain't called you to the nations. If you have not perfected cleaning your house, you are not called to the nation. If your clothes are dirty, you are not called to the nation. You are called to your kitchen to wash your dishes that stand out You are called to your dirty clothes and put them in your washer with some things in it. You are called to dust your dirty mantle. Be a winner at home. Ha, ha, ha. 
take it before I let you kill me. Because a lot of times, let's say this, we as women have become competitive. Yeah. We've become competitive. And let me tell you why that spirit comes about. Because we, we've been raised in, a lot of times we've been raised in dysfunctional households. Yeah. Never had good relationships with a sister. Never had good relationships with our mama. You know, and then this, this spirit of competition just comes about somehow. When we get over in the church, we go, I'm delivered, I'm delivered, I'm delivered. I thank God, but you can't stand the person you're in the church with. Yeah, that's it. You got a problem. And then a lot of times, you can, a lot of times people will get in church and they'll have they'll have an offense against their pastor. Yeah. They'll, they'll get offensive against their pastor as soon as the pastor corrects them. Mm. They get, you know why they get offended? Because they're not really offended with their pastor. They're offended with their mama or their dad. Uh-huh. That used to try to correct them before, yeah. Yeah. and that rebellious spirit ain't part. Yeah. So they got a dysfunctional spirit of rebellion that come down through the church. Okay, so so God told me tonight to, to talk about the spirit of com- competition and to tell you tonight that you don't need to be competing with the person sitting next to you. You need to become an ally. Yeah, yeah. You know what an ally is? An ally is someone that you connect with, that you all are coming together to do something powerful. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're getting together. You're connecting to be able to complete a work, the same work, the same work with the same focus. Yes. yes. Okay. So I went over to First Kings three sixteen, and I want to read this thing to you through twenty seven. It said, "One day, two women came to King Solomon, and one of them said, Your Majesty, this woman I live and I live in the same house.'" Not long ago, my baby was born at home, and three days later, her baby was born. Nobody else was in there with us. One night, while we were all asleep, she rolled over on her baby, and it died. Put a pin in it right there. Then, while I was still asleep, she got up and took my son out of my bed. She put him in her bed. Then, she put her dead baby next to me. In the morning when I got up to feed my son, I saw that he was dead. But when I looked at him in the light, I knew he wasn't my son. No, the other woman shouted. He was your son. My baby is alive. The dead baby is yours, the first woman yelled. Mine is alive. They argued back and forth in front of Solomon until finally he said, both of you, look at this, both of you say this baby, this live baby is yours. Someone bring me a sword. A sword was brought and Solomon ordered, cut the baby in half. That way each of you can have part of him. Please don't kill my son, the baby's mother screamed. Your majesty, I love him very much, but give him to her. Just don't kill him. The other woman shouted, go ahead, cut him in half. Then neither of us will have the baby. Solomon said, don't kill the baby. Then he pointed to the first woman and said, she is the real mother. Give the baby to her. Look at somebody and say, don't kill my baby. I'll give it to you. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. 
the exegesis of this text is taken from the vision that Solomon had uh, when he when when he sees God and God asks him of, of, of the desires of his heart and Solomon asks for wisdom. Therefore, the story what it does it depicts Solomon's wise judgment among the two women. So I want to look at the story though from a different standpoint. And then and what what happens is that we have two women uh, who the Bible says they are harlots. And they share a public house, and both of them are with child, or they're pregnant at the same time. So they give birth three days apart. And however, the latter woman, what she does, she rolls on to her baby and smothers the baby in her sleep, awakes and finds the baby dead, and then she switches her dead baby for the living baby. Amen. So the mother of the living baby awakes, and as she goes to nurse the baby, she finds out that the baby she's getting ready to nurse is dead. But also, she inspects the baby, and she notices that this is not her baby. So the matter is taken to Solomon for judgment. It might have went to another high court, and they said go to Solomon, but however, it gets over to Solomon, okay? And Solomon hears the story, and he sees the women are going back and forth with no resolution. He devises a way to get down to the bottom of things. So he calls for his sword, and he states that they need to split the baby in half. The mother who claims to be the child's mother agrees that the baby should be split in half. However, the natural mother of the baby says, I'll give it to him, just don't kill it. So then Solomon knows who the real mama of the baby is. Look at somebody and say, are you that baby's mama? Okay, so one bishop who commented on this, and I love what he says, he says, truth demands entirety. Falsehood is satisfied with lies. Satan, who has no right to the hearts, is content with a piece of it. God, who makes the hearts, will have either all of it or he'll have none. Okay, so um, what happens is that many times the religious world makes us feel like uh, we're in competition with each other and blinds us to the fact that we're all pursuing the same end goal. And I'm going somewhere with this because I believe that a lot of times that we we covet some of the things that we see our sisters have had that see our sisters having, not realizing we are also producers of the same thing. So whether we admit it or not, we have felt the negative energy of intimidation or rejection or not feeling good enough. Uh, we have subscribed to all of these elect positions, yet we sometimes feel defeated because we see others who are excelling and prospering, uh, whether it be in ministry, whether it be in business, whether it be in marriage. We compare ourselves, amen, feeling we should be further along than we are. Has anybody ever felt like that? You will scroll Facebook and you will see people prospering and doing some things and looking real happy and you around here and you you wondering when God you gonna bless me and all this kind of stuff and, and then you get to feeling like God uh, did you really mean for me to be blessed amen and God is really saying just hold on just a little while longer that's all God said you still a winner amen amen so so what happens is is that is that we feel like we feel like those that got some stuff
up is a little bit smarter and a, a little bit more anointed than, than we are. And, and and then what makes me makes me wonder is that we we, we sometimes forget what our real position is. I, I, and I don't believe me, I love being a preacher. I'm a preacher from my heart, but my true desire has always been to be a wife. I want to talk up in here. And what happened is that a lot of times because I knew I was anointed to be a wife and I yearned to be a wife and I tried to be a wife to the wrong people. I want to preach up in here. People make you feel like feel bad for desiring to be something that God created you to be. And God began to tell me I made you a wife. I anointed you a wife before I anointed you as a preacher. Somebody ought to give God a praise up in here. Bedrooms 
in, a, in another house in the front with four bedrooms and all these bathrooms that they have just built and they want somebody who's got a foster care home to take over. I, I came in one day and anointed say, tell her about the house. And I told her about the house. She called me and she said, Miss Tammy, you sure you want to, you, you sure what you was going to say? I wasn't going to do nothing. I just, God told me to come in and tell you. But she said, you sure, Miss Tammy? I said, call the man by the house. She called the man about the house. The man said, I'm going to make an appointment with you tomorrow. Come on, I'm, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you how good God is. Because you got to know how to witness God's glory. You got to know how to witness. You got to know how to witness. So, 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 so she said, I got an appointment tomorrow. I said, go to the appointment. She said, but I don't know if my license is a transfer. I said, call, call the people now. And he said, I said, get them on the phone right now and do that part of the business while you're going out and you'll be there. got a phone call back. So she got, she said, I got an appointment tomorrow. So then when she was on her way to the appointment, she said, Miss Tammy, pray for me that, 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 that this be God's will, that I can do this. And the Spirit of the Lord said, tell her, it's already done. I said, I say, I say, baby, I say, I'm not going to call them. I said, it's already done. She said, okay, Miss Tammy, if you say so, I'm going to believe what you say. I said, believe it. God I just spoke to him. I didn't shake it off. I was in my room and God said, said tell me it's already done. And then God began to give me the vision of the home. She said, Miss Tammy, if, if God released this to me, she said, I'm going to bless you like never before. I said, you walk out there. I said, don't worry about the blessing. I'm already blessed. I said, you going to get what God said belong to you. She walked out there. The man gave a favor and said, if you can get everything done, it'll be yours. She got to call me today before I got there. She said, they called me back. I feel she said they called me back from DC and they told me, my God, that it's okay for me to transition. She said, I'm running on another call from the other agency. And I said, don't you worry about that God guy. She said, I'm going to go sign the contract tomorrow in faith. Knowing that God, I feel God up in here. My God, when you walk on the scene with an anointing of the world, everything around you wins. I don't care what they is. That's great. Messed up, told up. God says she's a winner. God began to tell me when I came in here. God says you've got an anointing to break a yoke without even ministry. And some of them children don't even know I'm a pastor. But I guarantee you, before I leave that in December, lives are gonna be changing. Some folks are gonna be saying, "I don't want to do this no more." I don't know, God, my God, y'all better give God a praise up in here. You gotta pray. So you got to understand, you cannot be in a position. Look at somebody. You can't be in a position and not be ready to give birth. I'm gonna tell you why I'm saying that. Because you got two women in the same house, in the same position. Both of them are pregnant, both of them are heartless, both of them have their babies in the same time. The difference between the two women is that one. Uh, uh, kills her baby and the other one remains vigilant and responsible over hers. Now, when women are not heartless, when they have husbands, they have handmaids who help them nurse their babies, right? Well, when harlots have babies, harlots nurse their own babies. So, you know, you read some commentary and commentary say, okay, well, it was the reason she was a harlot. You know, you know, she didn't have anybody to help her, so, you know, of course, she rolled over on her baby. God told me to told me this about this entire scenario. It's amazing how people respond to trauma and tragedy. I feel like ministry. Look at somebody and say I'm a winner every time. 
It's amazing. It's amazing. Think about your own life. How have you responded? How how distorted has your thinking been when you've been in trouble? How desperate have I feel like ministering up in here tonight? How desperate have you got God's gonna break some yokes tonight? How desperate have you been when you've been facing trouble? Everybody talk about Leandra. Everybody talk about how she acted and what she doing. How desperate have you been? What were you doing? How were you crying out for help? What spirit was on you? You see a demon on her? What spirit is on you? Silently. In your midnight hour. What baby did you steal? What vision have you stolen or coming against? Upset because your baby died. Anybody ever been there before? Upset because somebody held on to something you couldn't hold on to. When they calling me all the time, I just go by his page and I just see him with his family. And that thing just hurt me because uh, I could have been there and um, she she in my face. I say, okay, acrimony. Find that thing. No, she's not in your place. She's in her place. You forfeited your place. Or what was in the first place. Now move on. Move on and be a winner. So look at this. They, they, they live in the same condition. But one is careless. So when you get careless, you are without conviction. Anybody get careless and without conviction? God told me this. He said there's a lot of people that sitting in the church today, they're careless and they have no conviction. Oh, I feel like ministering up in here tonight. Oh my God. Pregnant at the same time. Both of them giving birth to visions. But one is careless and one is responsible. And the one that's careless is upset because they got they looking at somebody that's responsible. Oh, I feel like ministering up in here tonight. So, so, so what happens instead of, of her taking responsibility of her tragedy, she tries to steal what doesn't belong to her. I'm going somewhere and I'm getting ready to be finished. However, what happens is that the real mother, somebody say the real mama, the real mama, the one who realizes her vision is to give life and not take it, responds in a different manner. She responds differently and would rather give her vision or her baby to the other one instead of seeing it die. That's the heart of a winner. Oh, come on. I want to transform your minds in here tonight. That's the heart of the winner. I understand the grief. I understand. Anybody ever lost a baby before? You understand the grief. You understand the loss, the, the void you feel from losing a child, but everyone don't steal babies. Do you understand what I'm saying? Everybody doesn't steal babies. So, so, so what we have to understand is that my thought was this. How in the world could she not realize that she had the power to give birth again? Y'all should be shouting right now. Y'all should be shouting. See, see you looking at somebody else's stuff, and you don't realize that you got power to get my shit in my side. I feel like preaching. You got power to give birth to your own stuff. As long as you got a womb, look at somebody and say, as long as I got a womb, I can give birth. I don't care how old you is, Sarah. Somebody may give God a praise 
young lady, this one, this one lady, both in the same house, both pregnant at the same time, both give birth within days of each other, but they handle their gifts differently. God told me to tell you today that if you feel defeated, the only difference between you and someone else who's successful in winning is your thought process and how you handle what it is that God gives to you. A lot of times God cannot release stuff to us because, oh my God, because we're still defeated. We're still lost in our minds. In Galatians, I used to love this scripture because the scripture said that although we are heirs of the promise, he says that he has some things held up, like in a trust fund, for us. And he cannot release it until we're capable. Hey! Capable. Until he already knows you're a winner. He knew from the foundation, he looked at me, he looked at me, he said, he said that baby gonna be born in a mess. And she's going to be messed up half of her life. But I'm going to use her to free nation. Right. Amen. And when I understood, as much as I went through, and as much as was on my life, and as much as what the enemy played my life with, the very thing you were played with would be the very thing that God will use you to minister to other people to get them out of. Because the winner lives on the inside of you. Look at somebody and say, I win. Suicidal thought. Every my God, every thought of your 
frustration, every thought to want to run out into midstream traffic. God blocks it. Somebody ought to give God a praise because He's good. And you are a winner. Yes, sir. 
because she's a winner. She's a winner. I call for the winner. She's not defeated. She's not defeated, but she's a winner. That's Jesus' name. That's Jesus' name. Somebody give God a praise.